Hi, and welcome to the Young Family Small Business Podcast, the show that deep dives into conversations with experts in small business, raising a young family, or are shining examples of mastery in both. My name is Ben Walker, and I'm the founder of Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants, and the host of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants. We've worked with thousands of business owners since we started in 2013, and we're best known for saving our client base a total of $17 million in tax and counting. For every dollar of tax we proactively save a small business, Inspire donates a day worth of access to life-changing food, water, health, or sanitation services to a family in need. If you're interested in speaking with an accountant to see how we could help your business, head to inspire.business forward slash chat. G'day and welcome to another episode of Young Family Small Business. My name is Ben Walker and in this episode, I'm interviewing Alia Lajmi, who is at Inspire as our dedicated QA or quality assurance person. Ali is in his sixth year with Inspire and it's been unbelievable growth for him since he joined. He joined Inspire with minimal experience as an accountant and with a short period of six months, I threw him into the deep end as he called it and he exceeded expectations growing his own client base. He says faster than he can keep up. In his role, he's had the pleasure of building a unique relationship with his clients, um, getting to know their family and their kids. He's so invested in their lives. <laughs> he says he's borderline a psychologist sometimes, but jokes aside, every situation and family circumstance is unique. And at Inspire, um, his current role um, is QA or quality assurance and a reviewer uh, for all our jobs that, uh, that get finalized at Inspire. It's been a really transformative role as, as a business owner for me, but also there's massive benefits to the rest of the team as well for having someone dedicated in this role. And what I want you to think about is if you've got a knowledge business or a technical-based business like law, engineering, IT, consulting, that sort of thing, there may come a point in the growth of your business that you might want to consider having someone like Ali who can come in and, and be that resource for the team and to take that off your hands as the business owner too, if you're currently doing that. So in our chat today, we talked about what life was growing, what life looked like growing up in Bahrain, the benefits of having a QA role in Inspire. But also we shared at the end, uh, I guess, thought processes on how to implement a dedicated technical reviewer or QA in your business. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks again for listening and I will see you at the next one. Cheers. Hey, Ali, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast this morning. How are you going? I'm going really well. It's my pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Hey, uh, our first question is always on the podcast. Uh, tell us a bit about your family. So who's in it? My family, if, if I had to talk about my family back home and my family in Australia, uh, my family back home, I've got my, my mum and dad and my two lovely sisters, Zara and Zaina. And my family in Australia, I've got my lovely wife, Beck and mm. also our little fur baby Hazel. Mm. <laughs> and what what breed is Hazel? Hazel is what we call a Heinz fifty seven. Oh. <laughs> um, she's a mutt. She's an adopted um, <laughs> dog, so we don't really know unless we pay one hundred and fifty bucks for a gene test. <laughs> Sixty three and me is that the? I'm not sure if that's the. <laughs> But if there is one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
Now, very cool. And tell us a bit about growing up in Bahrain. That must have been interesting or pretty different to Australia. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's been incredible growing up in Bahrain. Um, I had a very privileged childhood, grow up in, you know, I would say middle class, mainly went to private school. So I didn't really um, experience the, you know, the beatings that other kids <laughs> experience in public school. I was pretty much like we didn't have um, growing up, we didn't have, you know, iPads and, and phones. So I, was, I spent most of my childhood outside playing, you know, football, climbing trees, jumping, you know, pranking people, jump, jumping up from <laughs> one building to another. So it was an incredible childhood, but I was very naughty to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed though, eh? <laughs> still, still cheeky, but you know. Toned down a bit. <laughs> uh, very good. And tell us a bit about what you and Beck and and Hazel like to do together as a as a family. The best thing we'd love to do is uh, we just moved to the north side of Brisbane, so we're still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's where your crib is at. That's um, it. <laughs> and we're still trying to find parks. You know, like we every weekend we try to find a new park that you know that will allow dogs. And recently we found one in Jibang, which is about five minute drive. And it's just been incredible. We just go there off leash, you know, there's a little creek running um, through and it's just, you know, sensational, you know, Hazel's off leash and Beck and I are just having a yarn. Mm-hmm. We just talk about, you know, what we'd like to do, our holidays, you know, and talk about life and, you know, contemplate, you know, the events that happened the last few days. So that's what we'd love to do um, with Hazel, just go to the park, have have a good time. And when Hazel's not around, go to, you know, somewhere where we can meet up with friends, have dinner and drinks and be merry. How good. Yeah. You and I are both foodies. So what's your favorite restaurant in Brizzy? Favorite restaurant, to be honest, I would have to say Happy Boy probably ticks ticks the box. I I just love it so much. And I I think it's my, my guilty pleasure. I do love my Middle Eastern cuisine, but you know, Asian food can be light. It's not as heavy as Middle Eastern food that I'm used to. So I can probably eat Asian food, like especially, you know, Chinese, Thai, I can probably eat it every day. Hmm, awesome. And for the listeners, Happy Boy is actually um, about a five minute walk from Inspire. So it's nice and convenient for some team lunches and in the Fortitude Valley. So check it out. It's actually really good. Alrighty. Well, hey, um, thank, thanks for the sort of intro on the personal side. What about your career? So um, would you be able to walk us through what your, what your career journey was like? And this is sort of well before Inspire. Yeah, awesome. I graduated back in 2014 from uni and the opportunities back then for accountants were pretty tough to say the least. Nowadays, you've got recruiters fighting you left, right, and center to, to go and join the, um, the firms they're representing. But before, it was very challenging if you didn't have at least two or three years of experience. So I started just volunteering at a, at a not-for-profit and just wanted some experience because it was very tough to get into the market. And I, had, I think I, I was working for probably, I'd say, three months until I found a, a full-time role. I worked there for about six months and then I found another home for a small business. It was based in Cleveland where I had to commute for about an hour and a half to get there. Ah, sounds um, so 
I know uh, I did have a great <laughs> view from the office, but other than that, it was um, it was a, it was amazing experience. But I was um, sort of thrown into the deep end because I was the I was a young accountant. I had very little support, and you know I was expected to manage the business and advise the business owners. And I was so young at that. So, but mm. great learning experience that lasted about for six months. Sadly, that business is had to liquidate. And after that, I applied for Inspire and I got in. So when I joined Inspire, I had about maybe a year, a year and a half worth of experience. So still quite young, but Mm -hmm. really super hungry to learn because it was so exciting to join a firm that had so many accountants because, you know, the role before that I was really on my own. I really Mm -hmm. craved that and I enjoyed tax so much. So it was the perfect sort of start to my journey. Yeah. Awesome. And I guess what were some of the things you saw about Inspire at the time that yeah, made you want to join? Incredible ad, to be honest. Like <laughs> um, the, the marketing, it was, it, it was the first time I saw an accounting firm marketing to get people to join. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't boring. It wasn't in your face. It, it just was very wholesome. And I just love that attitude. And it just seems like, oh, this is the team that I want to be part of for a long time. It, it, just, it just stood out to me. And the way I was asked to reach out was unique. And it just certainly stood out. So that I was like, okay, I might give that a chance and look where I am today. Hey, and how many years has it been now? I'm going into my sixth year, right? Wow. So in January 2023, I'll be finishing my sixth year at Inspire and going into my seventh. Yeah, well, that's um, that's incredible, and that's like I think Inspire's turning ten in January. So that's like sixty percent of Inspire's life you've been here. That's- I know, and, and if we count the years at Inspire, it's like dog years. So <laughs> I've basically, you've been working here for fifty years. That's why you can see the gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's it. Oh, very cool. And so what was your initial role at Inspire? Because um, what you're doing now is a bit different, but um, and we'll kind of work through to that. But yeah, tell us a bit about your initial role. My initial role was a junior accountant. I, I joined in January 2017 and I was basically helping do the BASs, assisting with anything to do with bookkeeping and preparing the tax returns, the financials, working with back office team that we have. And that was the first six months, really. Mm. And then I was straight away thrown into um, the deep end, like the Inspire star that it is. And I was, I, I, was, I think I was like at about 14 or 13 clients at the time. And I remember Ben, you said, here you go. These are your clients. Look after mm-hmm. them. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them are my family. That's, yeah. uh, no, no pressure for that one. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like, it's, it's amazing working with your family because, you know, especially your dad, because, you know, he's coming from a place of where culture and food are, uh, are intertwined. And then looking after your dad, who's a chef, was just sensational. <laughs> mm, uh, very cool. And then I guess as the years went on, you know, Inspire grew. Uh, I think if, if you joined would have been out of that 2022. So you would have joined in 20, is it 17 or late 16? January 2017. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So yeah, I think we've definitely gone through a few different changes since then and, and grown. 
would you be able to sort of walk us through, I guess, what, what were the sort of key things in your transition to being our QA or quality assurance slash reviewer full-time? Uh, it, it certainly has been an interesting journey for me, starting from, you know, junior accountant and being an account manager for a number of years. And it took a while for me to realize what I was really good at. I certainly enjoyed dealing with clients and helping them and having that personal relationship with them, knowing their kids' names. I was part of their life and that felt amazing. I thought my energy was well spent otherwise. It sort of was when I started reviewing jobs, that's when I had so much energy Mm. and I could, you know, really, I had the time to put in my craft into it. I think sometimes you need the space to be able to think clearly. And I do enjoy being on my toes from time to time, but certainly <laughs> having the space to think and the energy, that's where my creativity comes. And I think that was the amazing transition. Like I think I was an account manager for maybe about three years, I think, until I switched to being quality assurance and slash reviewer. And that has incredibly changed my role here and also the the way I felt as well. I certainly thought, okay, I was good at being a manager, but I didn't want to be good. I wanted to be great at something. And now I feel like I'm great at doing reviews. And that certainly has, you know, paid dividends in the last year or so. Mm, Absolutely. And and just to sort of give the listeners some context and and have a look at the the thought process of about the business model or the business decision behind this. At the time, uh, the reviewing was, you know, mostly in my court, and um, you know, I was responsible for so many different things in running the business. Um, one of those things, which I'd kind of be the bottleneck of, is reviewing, which is the sort of final review um, before the job gets finalised and um, and you know delivered to the client. And uh, yeah, it, it wasn't a um, a thing I was I was doing necessarily with the, the greatest amount of space. And and you know, as as Ali said, you know. The, the time it takes to sort of um, be present with that job and, and to do a great job. So um, it definitely solved a, a huge problem for me personally and my time management, but also the team, when now we've got this dedicated person looking after the reviewing. Um, and I think another, another thing that you know, we've learned at Inspire throughout the journey is also you know, ha- having people with split roles or two roles is, is a bit dangerous. So Ali, were you doing reviewing and like, I guess, managing clients for a short term or did we just make the transition? Did we, were you the person we learned from the previous ones in terms of the, the challenges we had with multiple roles or were you straight into just QA? There was a bit of a transition period and mm. I think that lasted for probably, I'd say, eight, nine months. I believe um, Riz um, has mentioned it and said, you know, I think you're doing good at the reviewing part but i think you could be great if you mm. if you let go of your, of your clients and i think that was the biggest sort of decision that happened and we had had to realize okay we need to move a little bit quicker than anticipated i think mm. that was always the plan it just like some things you know it's hard to let go and mm. uh, it feels like almost you're losing control but it's like okay we need to rip the bandaid we need to make a decision <laughs> on this and it just happened and yeah, I think that was a great decision from, you know, the leadership team and 
risk that we delivered on. Yeah, fantastic. And, and how, like, I mean, it would have been extremely hard to let go of those relationships that you built and pass them on to Karan, who's, who's looking after them now. But what, what were the sort of positives out of that? Like, sort of walk us through that bit. I think when Karan joined, like, I could see there's a huge care factor. And mm. I wasn't going to let go of my clients to someone I didn't really see that care factor. I mean, th- that's what we have here at Inspires. We have people who genuinely care about their clients. Mm. And I realized that very quickly about Karan when he started working with me as a junior accountant, helping me with my clients. And then you know, I, I said to him, you need to treat those as your own client. That's before we even considered me just stepping fully into the QA role. Mm. I think he took that and th- there was a huge trust on, on my part to say, okay, yep, I can see the hunger. I can see the care coming from Quran and that what made me think, all right, they're in good hands. Mm. I don't worry about them anymore. Yes, there'll be a lot of, you know, I'll miss those relationships, but guess what? I'm still here at Inspire. I still mm. have some context. I, I still review their, their jobs and I could see where they're at. I could, you know, still message them from time to time. Mm. And I still have that relationship, albeit it's, it's slightly different than what, I, what it used to be. Yeah, yep, yeah. uh, absolutely. That's, that's pretty cool. But yeah, no, I think it's, it's just definitely massive value for, I guess, the, the clients and not just yours, but the whole business's um, clients and also the team. And I think they're super grateful for having that dedicated resource. And would you be able to sort of walk us through some of the other stuff you do? So it's not just reviewing jobs, because I think part of that's also training the team. But did you want to walk us through the other bits that you look after as well? Yeah, there's a handful of things that mm-hmm. I that I do. And that's what really attracted me to the to the um to the role. It wasn't just the reviews. Um, although I do have, you know, good attention to detail. I think it's the training the team members and also helping the partners, the account managers as well. So they can always reach out to me whenever they have a complicated tax related question or business or how to deal with a client. They always, you know, love my input. And I think that's part of what I do. So I train all the accountants. I, I design our training programs um, each quarter. I also help with technical um, questions or, you know, hairy things that come out from the clients. And I do also, you know, help with marketing team, just, you know, mm-hmm. designing and our newsletters and also the content, you know, keeping in you know, having my finger on the pulse for new grants that are coming out, new mm. tax changes. I think that's what really attracted me to the roles because I can make it whatever I want is that I had flexibility and I had the time and energy to put in everything in it. And I remember you mentioned mm. that back when you were working at KPMG, you mentioned that you had a dedicated person to go to. <laughs> and then yeah, you mentioned that to me. I was like, oh, that's what I want. Mm. I want to be that person. I, I like to be helpful to other team members. And that's sort of my role. I feed off that. I feed off that energy. That's how I fill my cup and hopefully fill the, the team's cup as well. Yeah, fantastic. Alrighty. And um, what, what's the bit you like most about role you're in? What do I like most about it? Mm, like, I guess your favorite bit. <laughs> my favorite bit is sitting down and learning new things so I can teach the team members, whether it's a new law that's come out or a new, new grant that we can help the clients with. Any, any new information, 
I basically have subscription to different tax legislation, ATO um, with small businesses. And Mm. I receive a bunch of emails on a daily basis and I dissect the information that would be helpful to other accountants or the whole team. And I, and I share it. And I think that has multiple layers of helping others. It's not just that I'm helping the team new things, but I'm also assisting the clients with, you know, because, you know, some small businesses, they, they go through struggles like what we've seen, you know, through COVID or, you know, there's some businesses that really just needed that additional 10K and initial 20 grand to just break through and then help them from, you know, like a couple of months of cash flow. It was having the freedom and the energy to start looking into things to help the team and the clients. I just love that role for, for mm. those two couple of reasons. I think it's super valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very, very cool. And uh, I know we've got a couple of, well, actually quite a few of our clients are in professional services. Um, you know, different specialties and that sort of thing. Um, not just accounting, uh, I'm, I'm talking about, but let's say law, engineering, IT. <clears throat> what would you recommend business owners think through when they're looking to potentially have or hire or promote someone into a role that you're in? So this sort of QA space, whether, whether it's in any of those other industries, what would you sort of suggest they keep in mind? I think that there's people that stand out that you'd see them on a daily basis helping others. Hmm. I think you have, you have to have the keenness to help others. You always find some A-team players within your team that you'd see them come out of whatever their duties or their role are. Hmm. They always come out of that role to help other people, regardless of what they have on their plate. I think that's one of the key aspects to look for. And also asking the question is you never know who, who's going to put their hand up. It's like, oh, is this something that you might be interested in rather than, you know, choosing someone and say, hey, I think you're going to be good at that is ask mm-hmm. question is, do you think this is something that you, you, you could um, see yourself grow into? Mm-hmm. And I think to attract those people is show them what the role would look like, not what the role will be. But I think that what really helped me is when you mentioned, I was like, oh, you're um, uh, the person who helped you in KPMG, the um, head mm. of tax. Mm. Basically, that helped me envision my role mm. and also have the team member, you know, note down or write down what, what do they want to do? How do they want to help the firm? And likewise, how will that fill their cup as well? I think those two um, things that really helped me. So, hopefully, if you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you can choose team members that are super keen to help others, I think that would certainly help your business. Mm, yeah, awesome. And, and do you have any sort of commentary around the, you know, if someone's, let's say, in a, an account management or a delivery role versus this sort of dedicated QA, um, any comments around the transition? I, I think the transition would have to be, the way it worked really well for us is I was working in tandem with someone else to overtake. And it's, it's basically, we're working like a team, we're, we're delivering and slowly handing over. So it, this process, depending on the size of the business, depending on how close that person is to your, to your clients, is you want to take the time to make it right. So it could take a, a couple of months, it, t- it could take six, eight months, 
but taking the time to slowly upskill the person who's going to take over Mm -hmm. and also introducing them bit by bit to your clients so they can familiarize themselves with your clients as well. What you want is you want to create a relationship with the new person that they're even loving them more than you. Yeah. It was like, it, it hurts, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? This person cares. This person needs it. This person's creating these relationships and I'm super happy for them to take over. I think yeah. you need to work together for them to be able to take over and, you know, working closely with the clients and bit by bit, once you've gained the confidence of the clients, then you can sort of let go. Mm, that's it. Oh, very cool. And, and so you, from, from what you did, you did that in about eight to nine months yes. of transition. Very cool. Alrighty. Well, hey, thanks so much for sharing your knowledge and, and also sort of sharing the, those key benefits of, um, of what you enjoy about your role, but also the, the impact on the business. I really appreciate I think our listeners have a lot to gain if if they're in a similar business, potentially have the same, a similar opportunity to to get that QA or reviewing role uh, in their business. But thanks again, Ali, and we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Great to see you, Ben. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with today's guest, you can find their contact information in the show notes in the podcast section of our website, at inspire.business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the Young Family Small Business Podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Also, do join our Facebook community. You can find that by going to youngfamilysmallbusiness.com. And if you're interested in speaking with an Inspire accountant, head to inspire.business forward slash chat, where you can book a free 20-minute strategy call. And lastly, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, which is the at symbol Ben Walker CA, all one word, or at Inspire underscore accountant. Thanks again and see you next time.